Well, uh, Jack, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on the show. Nice to meet you too. Do you want me to look over here to my camera or over here to you? Yeah, I mean, we're we're doing a Zoom call here, and my laptop screen is obviously here, but my camera is up here, so I kind of do a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, feel free to do whatever feels natural, but, um, you know, for our YouTube viewers at home, uh, they're going to be watching the video, so uh, yeah, maybe favor the camera. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, so um, I was saving this for the podcast because you mentioned it, and it was a little shocking to me, but I also uh, was a magician for six years professionally. Did you know that? I did know that because I, I heard you say it at one point. I don't remember when, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, so, I'm really into magic. Okay, so tell me about your magic journey before we like get into the video stuff. Cause I'm yeah, fascinated. so I've been doing magic longer than I've been doing YouTube, actually. So I started when I was like five when I got a magic set. And then I did my first show when I was eight. I don't think they knew they were hiring an eight-year-old. When they just heard it was a $50 <laughs> magician, they thought it was a pretty good deal. But I went and I did this carnival and it uh -huh. was great. I've gone back every year since then, and I've done birthday parties, mostly kids' shows, because that's just like where the business has been. Oh, yeah. Lately, I've kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus because I've been trying to focus more on YouTube, but people are always asking me why I don't do magic in my YouTube videos, and I just have not found a smooth way to fit it in. I've you tried know, so hard. Uh, it's funny you say that because same, th same thing here. People ask me all the time, why don't you do magic? And I, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I'm in this transitional period personally where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. And that's one of the reasons why I really want to talk to you because I really love what you're doing. Thank um, you. There's not like it's odd to me that there's like Justin Flom is great. Have you met him before? Not in person. I know who he is, though. He I think he lives here in Nashville, actually. So I've met him a couple of oh. times, uh, but he is amazing. But I, I can't really think of any like magicians on the internet, um, which is odd, right? You would think that yeah. there would be, but I think it's because it's uh, professional magicians do the same tricks over and over and you kind of, you can only kind of do it like once or twice. And then so it, do internet magicians though. The, the biggest magician on TikTok actually follows me. He didn't know I did magic. His name is Sean does magic on TikTok, And he, he does, he has like maybe five tricks and he just does them over and over. It's like the streamers out of the mouth the uh -huh. sure you've seen it if you've seen online magic the watch to card trick yeah that everybody does and then like a few other ones but like yeah they do the same stuff all the time but that's fine i mean he gets new viewers he has like 25 million followers or something so wow okay <clears throat> i guess i just i don't follow the uh the magic scene on the internet as much as i should uh i kind of yeah. fell away from it when i when i transitioned to video about 10 years ago but yeah, when I was 14, I was full-time. I, I worked at CeCe's Pizza. Do you, do you have those out where you live? Uh, it's like a no, buffet. It's like a pizza buffet place. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> of it. I've watched um, – do you know who Company Man is on YouTube? No. That's a funny name. <laughs> Company Man. He makes videos about companies. He did a video about CeCe's Pizza I watched like a week ago. Okay. But yeah, no. I live in um, I live in Deerfield, Illinois, which is – North of Chicago, it's a little bit closer to Wisconsin than Chicago, but it's okay. like I live like 20 minutes from O'Hare Airport, so nice. Yeah, but there's not really anywhere I live, but I know what you mean. <laughs> I've done but the yeah. restaurant magic. Yeah, I didn't when I was a teenager. I did restaurant magic and then um, did corporate events and parties and stuff similar to yourself. And uh, Brock Gill, do you, do you know who he is? Have you ever heard of Brock Gill? He's a Christian illusionist. Um, he was kind of the first like illusionist in the like christian market 
Um, he started like early nineties and toured with all the big bands in the nineties and stuff. And, um, he was like my mentor and I went on the oh. road with him and, um, was planning to pursue like a, an actual legitimate career in magic. And, um, I started doing video as well. And he was the one that told me like, look, you could do magic or video, but I'm just telling you, I've been doing magic professionally for 30 years. And like, I would even be considered successful to many people. And I'm still like barely getting by financially. Like and he was doing like 300 shows a year, you know? Yeah. Um, so he was like, you should do video, give it a try. And so I just went cold Turkey and just stopped magic completely. I even had a couple of shows booked. I had to like give to some friends and stuff. And then wow. I, I basically just kind of stopped at a certain point. Uh, but I kept the stage name, which was Dave Mays prepared to be demazed by Dave Mays. Uh, yeah. So the, that's where the stage name comes from. Cause it, it was a magic name that I gave myself. So, yeah, that's super cool. I think you probably will know some of the people I've worked with some of my like mentors. Like, do you know who Sean Farquhar is? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So I've I've worked with him a little bit. He's taught me a few things. There's another guy you might not know, but he's really he like is responsible for all the magic shows I ever did and he taught me all the kids show stuff. His name is Danny Orleans. Okay. He does he was like the master of kids show magic. He also now he does a lot of corporate magic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are tons of great guys. There's this guy named Rick Wilcox who is I believe the most underrated magician of all time. He's okay. David Copperfield level, but he has a show in Wisconsin Dells. Mm. Do you know where that is? No, I've I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> you know awesome. where Pigeon Forge is, right? Because you're you live in Tennessee. Same thing, tourist okay. trap, like yeah. you know. But he has a magic show there, and it is just it is Vegas level. He flies above the audience. He like wow. it's incredible, so good. But yeah, so I've I've worked with a lot of magicians, and like I really thought this was gonna be like my career, mm-hmm. but like I just it's not. I don't know how to describe it. It's not that scalable. And like, I just had bigger like desires, I guess you could say like you could build a YouTube channel to infinite heights. Yeah. Magic. It's like your best you can get. is like a Las Vegas show, which is like really cool. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. And I honestly, I also just like, I feel like I enjoy doing video a little bit more. So I'm in the same boat. And I feel like all the skills that you and I learned over the years as magicians translate beautifully to being a YouTuber and that's why, I mean, Peter McKinnon also is a right. magician and several others. Uh, Chris Ramsey, obviously. I know, um, yeah. And uh, I think Chris Howell, who's a photographer. Uh, oh, podcast I'm talking to him in a couple of days, actually. I'm doing yeah. an interview for my next video. Oh, wow. Yeah, he just yeah. got married. I can't, yeah. I and, know. <laughs> we ha- we've had uh, Chris and Lizzie on the show twice now. They're awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the list kind of goes on and on. There's there's a couple. I think Jevin Dovey is also was a magician. So it's pretty funny how like, and I don't know about you, but I was in the uh, the SYM. Were you were you in that the Society of Youth? I'm magicians? in the IBM, the International the, Brotherhood of Magicians. I was in the IBM as well. Yeah, I, I was in the SAM. I started in the SYM, which was the Society of Youth or Young Magicians or something when I was a kid, and then. I transitioned to the to the Sam, which I think is right. I think Houdini founded that one or something. I don't know, or maybe it was IBM that he founded. I don't remember. But. Yeah, no, I started in IBM when Sean Farquhar was the president of the whole thing, oh, cool. and that's yeah. when I like learned who he was. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I mean, this is fun just doing magic magic uh, talk. Do you know who David Williamson is the, the huh? uh, comedy magician? 
We, we yeah. used to have a local magic shop. That's how I started was there was a local shop here in Nashville, uh, right down the street from my house. And I was a teenager fun. and I would just hang out there and all these older guys would like just teach me stuff. And I would literally just right after school, just go over there and just stay there for like four hours and just practice, yeah. you know, my uh, card counting and double flips and whatever. Yeah. And uh, I just met all these people and we would have lectures like once a month at the shop. They had their own little right. stage and everything. And David Williamson came in and he was a big I was a huge fan of him. And Justin Credible was kind of blowing up at the time, too. His name is actually Justin Willman, who a lot of people know now oh. from Netflix. But I yeah. actually was a fan of his back in like 2008 when he was doing college shows. Yeah. Uh, and his name, his stage name was Justin Credible, which I thought was hilarious. Justin Credible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he changed it. I guess he wanted to take himself more seriously, I guess. But um, yeah. But, you know, these last couple of years, people are like, have you seen the Justin Willman special? I'm like, little do you know. I've been a fan since, you know, <laughs> for a long time yeah. ago. And Wait. then I don't know if you've heard my story, too, with McKinnon, but I met him at Magic Live oh, uh, cool. nine years ago before either one of us were YouTubers. He was like he was working for Still Motion, which was like a wedding company in Canada. Yeah. And uh, he was walking around with like a 7D. And I recognized that it was a 7D because I, I was a video guy, too. And I just was like, oh, cool. You know, shooting on a DSLR. What's your name? Tell me, you know, we followed each other on Vimeo and um, I would comment on his stuff. He was doing stuff for Illusionist and Theory 11. And I followed his career doing uh, production for Theory 11 for so many years. And I was always just like, dude, this is so epic. You know, he would shoot like 120 FPS on the uh, FS 700 right. uh, with all the card stuff and the flourishes. Yeah. And then I, because I knew who he was from Magic Live, like he started posting stuff on his channel, which I was already following because I was watching his Theory 11 stuff. And then he started doing the vlogs and I was like, oh, that's uh, Peter. It's like he's doing the thing. And then yeah. now he's literally like a freaking king on the Internet. Right. Um, I So I was a young, like I started my whole career in video and Magic when I was 14 and then I was a professional like filmmaker when I was 17 and, and stuff. So I was always annoyed when people would ask me how old I was. Um, but how old are you? Guess. <laughs> um, 19. Are you serious? Nobody's ever guessed older than I actually am. <laughs> I'm 17. I just so turned 17 on so you're, a, you're in high school. Yeah, I'm going into my senior year. Dude. I just want to say like um awesome. I'm getting like chills like thinking about it cuz like I th I I really see myself in you, dude. Like I was like I said I was a magician when I was 14 professionally and everybody around me just didn't understand like what I was doing. I came from a small town. Um I live in the south on top of that. So like I was into creative things and everybody around me was into hunting and fishing. Wow. Um, and so I grew up like in the magic shop, really connecting with those guys. Cause it was a bunch of older guys and, and people that I could look up to that were actually interested in the things I was interested in. And I, you know, I'm a millennial, so I didn't have the internet like you have. Um, it did exist. YouTube did exist right when I was graduating high school. Um, but you know, YouTubers, that, that wasn't really a thing. So, um, once I found YouTube, you know, and started using it, 
as an adult, I started finding like my people and, and most of the, my best friends now are YouTubers and people who, who do camera stuff and filmmaking stuff. And so it must be crazy. Like, you know, being 17, going through all this, doing YouTube while going to high school, while also having yeah. probably the weird social stuff of being in high school and being a YouTuber, being a magician. Um, you know, what's it like being 17, doing YouTube and, so, and magic? <laughs> yeah. So YouTube, if I was, if this was my full-time job, I could tell you I'd upload a whole lot more. Being 17, this is what I do on the weekends and when I have extra hours during the day. I am like a really busy guy inside of YouTube. I'm trying to take the magic stuff down a little bit, get mm -hmm. that out of my schedule. I don't even know if these are in the right ears. I don't know how to use AirPods Pro. Regardless, uh, I'm like a busy guy. I do I do track and cross country, which oh, wow. is a really fun thing, but it means I'm at school till 5.30 like every day. Yep. And yep. then I get home and like I'm in the hard classes and whatever. So then I get home, a, I have my homework. I'll be a senior next this year. year. Cool. I'm glad this that you year. were a senior in a year where things are normal again. So that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Junior year was weird, but we came back in like February or, or April yeah. or March or something. But yeah, so no, I'm, I'm really busy. Right now is the best time for me, like just this week, because the first uh, five weeks of the summer, I was a camp counselor at an overnight camp, Oh wow! which is not a recipe <laughs> for success on YouTube. I love this place. My dad went there. I feel really spiritually connected to this place, um, this camp I went to. But it was it was a great time. It was it was a mistake if I wanted to be able to do YouTube. I was there. It's a twenty four seven job. I get up at like six forty, do my yeah. run in the morning. I'm showered back in the cabin by eight a.m. The whole camp wakes up. I'm a camp counselor all day for all these seventh graders in my cabin, and then for everybody, you know, whatever. <laughs> Go to bed at like eleven, wake up, do the same thing the next day. That was for five weeks. Yeah. You know, and I was gonna do it for eight weeks or nine weeks technically if you count the week of staff training. And I pulled out early. I was like, I really want to work on my YouTube channel. I want four weeks to just like grind. So I got home. I got almost nothing done in those five weeks, which is like <laughs> brutal. But like I, up I edited one video. So mm. like, I don't know if you've seen my latest video, but I talk about like simulations and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of different. I mean, I talk about that like at the end, but it's like deep fakes and whatever. There's one scene in that video that is shot in front of this really beautiful lake and there's this beautiful sunset. Uh -huh. That was shot at the camp. And then my next video, parts of it were shot at the camp, parts of it were shot here. But mm -hmm. like I was never able to complete an entire video there. It was near impossible. It was just very <laughs> difficult. But I'm back now and, and I had a great time, but it was really difficult. Oh, this is me. Yeah, where's the where, – what are you talking about here? Um, so just go ahead. Just keep, keep scrolling through. So obviously this was shot before I left. This was shot early June. Mm -hmm. um, go to like six minutes in. Maybe five minutes. Um, before that, before that. There you go. That's oh, where it is. Dude, that looks so clean. It looks like a green screen. It doesn't even look so real. Everybody tells me it's because I That's brought my a, big. You have a yeah. light. Yeah. Godox SL60W is my light of choice because I can't Heck afford yeah. Aperture. Although Aperture, if you're watching this, I would love if you could send me some lights. I hate my Godox. It's loud. <laughs> it sucks. Send me aperture lights and I promise I will promote you. I've emailed you countless times. All right. Sorry. Anyways, lighting I, I recently learned is more important than I thought. I used to use, you can actually see it in the background. I used to use these. You can see it actually there too. This was my little softbox. I had a bunch of these Amazon softboxes and they're so bad. And the biggest tip I can give, I know this is so random, but the biggest tip I can give if you are starting out on YouTube with like production quality, obviously, is you can use whatever camera you want. Get like a $130 
Godox SL60W kit that comes with like the 90 centimeter softbox, the Octabox. Mm-hmm. This was 130 bucks on eBay. Mm-hmm. Comes in one week. Transformed my life. Like yeah. it looks so great. And this yeah. is at 58 percent right now. And I just use an ND filter on my camera. I could pop it up, whatever I want. These well, I Amazon t- lights. It was. I can t- I can what? tell the light quality is great too. Like the color. It's great. The CRI. It's what they call it. Is really it's high. It's great. In the in these these three Amazon like softbox lights that are a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. three for like a hundred bucks, and they're so crappy. They're just like 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 ceiling lights. Yeah. It's it's so biggest tip: just invest in one great light pointed at a forty five <laughs> degree angle. Yeah. Like this coming down, and then I have one light, a clamp light from Home Depot in the ceiling on my head. And yep. this is my, that's it. That's the setup that I use for every video. <laughs> There's a one softbox in the back lighting the background, but that is it. And go then this watch uh, a IKEA light. Like go to Jack's uh, bio on his YouTube channel. I think you have like a kit with all your stuff in it. I'm sure you have a link, uh, affiliate link there, right? So I have a I no no affiliate links actually. I haven't tried that. I probably should. And then I also have listed in every video's description a link to every piece of gear I use Are those because affiliates? that's what they're not affiliates. Well, that's the only reason why you put links in it. <laughs> well, I learned that I learned from Casey Neistat a long time ago, and he used to daily vlogs to put all the gear in my description. Now, come to think but, of it, it's a little but, bit of a dumb strategy, but well, he did it's that just avoiding comments. No, he, the only reason the that was there is because he was making you know ten thousand dollars a month off of affiliate from it. You know, it's true. I should start doing affiliate links. I just also, it's weird because you make the link vague too. You say camera link lens link you don't put what the camera is to make people click on it these are the nuances that i don't know about with youtube like i know how to make a good video but i never know the nuances no but yeah i i started putting it there because and i i should talk a little bit about this because this is incredible casey neistat i truly believe has had a bigger impact on my life than anyone i've ever met except for my parents (laughs) and that is the full truth i never would have started my youtube channel i never would have started running i my life would be completely different if I never saw keep dropping the AirPods, getting one AirPod now. Just one, I never fine. would have. Yeah. My <laughs> life would be completely different if I never saw Casey Neistat. He is like, like my number one celebrity. Like if I could meet any celebrity, anyone mm-hmm. in the entire world living today, it would be him. Wow. Him and uh, Logan Paul, right? incredible. Like how much he has influenced me. Yeah. I, uh, I can totally vouch for the same thing like same here that's what got me going i I think it maybe it's just because we're similar with the magic stuff too it's like i saw what he was doing i was able to recognize that he's a great performer he is really great on camera he's a great editor he's a great cinematographer even though like intentionally the footage looked scrappy and kind of crappy like you could tell he understood composition and how things worked and uh yeah i mean pretty crazy obviously but his marriage was gonna be over if he kept going and uh you know yeah. he's killing himself with the daily vlogs but yeah uh, i listen to all the podcasts he does now where he interviews and he's like oh the daily vlogs are so bad but i mean why do you think i have this stuff like like i bought this <laughs> exact setup the 10 to 18 millimeter lens because of casey neistat i wanted yep. to be in so bad and if you watch my first videos from 2015 they were like everyone else's at that time, carbon copies of Casey. It was like <laughs> Jack Gordon vlog underscore zero zero five or whatever. Yeah, you know, like it was yeah. the carbon copy Casey and try bought a Mavic Pro in 2016. Nice. Like I wanted to be him so bad. 
Well, that's totally fine. Like when you're getting started and stuff like it's great to look up to people to, to emulate them. And, um, you know, they always say that's like the highest form of flattery if you're an artist and somebody's copying what you're doing, you know. So, yeah. Um, what else are you going to do? I mean, that's that's like going to school for for being a YouTuber. You know, so. Hayden Hillier Smith came on your podcast and I know he said in one of his yeah. videos that you should steal. And this is true. Watch my videos. I sound like Vsauce. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I do. Like, well, it works yeah. out that Vsauce isn't really 17 million anymore, subscribers. So. Like, I want 17 million subscribers. Like, yeah, I'll take it, you know? Totally. Yeah. And there, I know there's, I don't really follow a ton of Mr. Beast clones, but I know there are plenty of them. Um, I think almost no. every, every creator has, has like kind of shifted their format uh, quite a bit. All the big YouTubers For have definitely sure. shifted it based on what he's been doing. So, um, well, the Mr. Beast clones are a bit more egregious. I mean, Morgs is, is, is ridiculous, but they're, <laughs> you know, all over the place. They're A4 from Russia. But, um, oh, yeah. The, I, I, don't they like literally, take the photoshop the, their head on his thumbnails yeah <laughs> they just photoshop their face on his thumbnail and then they do like the poor man's version of the same concept basically <laughs> yeah a4 did the island video but it was a wallpaper in a room that looked like an island and green in <laughs> green screen stuff it, he didn't go to an island it was shot indoors oh my gosh it's so weird <laughs> almost as many a, views too i think it's just a russian thing he didn't make as much money off of it and obviously the no. credibility is killed on his part that yeah. that's something that i think maybe has come from uh like uh maturity on the platform like for me personally i've learned like even if even if something is trending or if something is like the right thing to do in, in quotations in terms of like what's going to get the most views at the end of the day you you do want to have a good reputation because your career is going to live on hopefully for several years as you begin to age and get older. And like, if you do something super cringe and terrible like that, like it, it stays on your record and people don't won't want to work with you, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously like I study YouTube, like this is my life now. That's all I think about 24 seven. And I, <laughs> I find it really interesting. It's really H interesting case study to look at the people who really don't care about what people think of them. They just want attention. This is the Trisha Paytas and Nico Cotto avocados of the world. Yeah. These people will do anything regardless of how negative it is. They will trash somebody who's obviously not worthy of being trashed or whatever, just for views. They don't care what, what the perception is. They don't care if they get tons of dislikes because hate watches are still watches. And like they are so it's like they are so selfless. They don't care what their perception is. They just want money and fame. And it's so yeah. interesting because it's the opposite of me. Like I, I could never handle that. I want people to like me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's wild. And you see that more and more now. There's a lot of people doing negative things for attention that they know mm -hmm. people won't like but they know they'll get money and views off of it. And, 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 you know, I'm really aware that I say these things very ignorantly because I am 17 and I will make mistakes, but this is why, like, I, I'm very glad that I didn't have like a hundred thousand subscribers or whatever I'm at now a little below that. Like when I was like 10 or like yeah. when I was like 11, like Ryan's toy review level, or even like when I was like yeah. 14, like when I was like 14, I was just as into YouTube as I am now like just as much. And I wanted it so bad. And mm. I'm so glad I didn't have like a viral video get a million views, you yeah. know? Or like, I'm so glad that TikTok wasn't the way it is now then. Cause then I, and this is like my whole channel guys. If you don't know who I am, this is like my channel is talking about the TikTok <laughs> algorithm. Not my whole channel, but like those are my big videos. And, but TikTok is so interesting because of basically supply and demand. TikToks, mm. you watch people on TikTok watch so many TikToks a day um, that just because they spend 52 minutes a day on the app, on average, the average user spends that much time. 
think keeping in mind, a lot of people never open the app. So it's like probably higher for the people who actually open it. Um, yeah. You watch so many hundreds of TikToks and there's not that many being made and they're all so short. TikToks just get a lot of views on average. A TikTok's just going to get more views than a YouTube video or an Instagram post because there's just not enough of them to fulfill the ridiculous demand. So it's mm. like, it's it's so saturated on there. Um, and that's why it's so easy to get famous on TikTok. It's so easy. And this is a lot of what I talk about in my next video subscribe and you'll check it out. Yes, uh, I rigged Jordan. the Instagram algorithm Jack. to make me go viral uh -huh. where I talk about why you can't rig the Instagram algorithm to go viral. Like I really try, but like mm -hmm. on TikTok, I was able to get to a hundred thousand followers in one week by wow. doing nothing. It was all organic. All I did was upload 20 TikToks, 20, I think it was 19 actually of mm -hmm. just well shot, like shot on this nice C100. Like it looked well shot, yeah. informative TikToks. And like, that was enough to be like, oh my God, it's shot on the iPhone 27. Like this is so high quality. It was so unheard of for them because it was like high quality. And that little tiny thing is enough to propel you to a hundred thousand followers. I was, I was so surprised. And in the initial video, I didn't really know why I was just like, I guess I just make such good videos that the TikTok algorithm, but I later realized it's supply and demand. It's like, there's just people spend so long on this app every day. And TikToks are not that long. Like, think of if you have a YouTube channel for a year, you might make 10 hours worth of content. If you have yeah. a TikTok account for a year, you might make 10 times more TikToks, but there might still be 10 minutes of content total. And that's generous. <laughs> that's, that's if you made point. like 100 TikToks. You know yeah. what I mean? And so if you spend 52 minutes a day on TikTok on average, which is higher than any other social media apps, average time on the day, I think for Instagram, it's about 30 minutes. There's so many TikToks being watched. Like, Inter it's an interesting experiment if you want to count how many TikToks you watch just spending 30 minutes on the app. It's yeah. in the hundreds always, you know, and you and didn't it, realize that. And the user base is continuing to grow. I mean, like, I feel like oh, we're yeah. almost we're, we're getting to that stage where like parents of the kids are going to I mean, some of the hip and cool parents are already on it. But like right. my parents definitely are. They're in their 60s. Like they, they can my parents care less. Are on it. But like when maybe in another couple of years, like when my parents friends are on it, like it was like that with Instagram. Eventually all the old people got onto Instagram, you know? Um, yeah. And that's a really interesting thing that I can't wait to see your video, Jack. It's going to be Thanks. awesome. I, um, I talk a lot about it in the Instagram algorithm, original Instagram algorithm video that I did, mm -hmm. but this is like the follow up where I'm like, I'm going to actually attempt to get famous. And I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit, but like, yeah, basically like I, this, oh, this all started with this one video I did about the TikTok algorithm. And uh -huh. then I was like, okay, I'm going to be the algorithm guy now. And I started doing these like algorithm videos and like, it's really interesting to me. And I feel like this was such an unfilled niche on YouTube and yeah. this really helped my channel a lot propel me like all these algorithm videos. So <laughs> I'm really happy about it. It's been really good, but I'm trying to actually, shouldn't even say this. I'm trying to shift away from the algorithm videos because- yeah. They're not sustainable and you can't do them forever. That's why my last video was a little bit more techie and sciencey. All right, sorry, go on. No, I mean, <clears throat> you're kind of covering everything. You're kind of going over everything that I want to ask in like little bits. So let's just start with like, I mean, with the kind of blow up video for you and the one that I, uh, I think the first one that I saw probably is the one that most people have seen, which is your most viral video. Uh, I figured out the TikTok al algorithm. Um, that video, I feel like I maybe saw another one, honestly, before that, but, um, wow, it's got 600,000 views 10 months ago. I mean, we're coming up on almost a year of, of your life now, like kind of in this new chapter for your channel. 
Uh, you mentioned how you were doing like uh, tech stuff, Casey Neistat stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm going back. If you sort by uh, oldest, um, I mean, you were a child, you know, on the oh, yeah. <laughs> on the channel. I'm so. still a child, technically. But <laughs> that's a good point. 17. But yeah, uh, you don't act like it. I, I feel like I'm talking oh, to thank uh, you. an adult here. But yeah, I mean, it's just so cool that you've been on the platform for so long. Um, I'm going to share it real quick. Hold on. So yeah. We can look at it together. Um, yeah. So like I sorted by oldest and like, I mean, this is incredible. Uh, yeah, my first video was August of 2015 on this channel. This was my second channel. I had a few channels before this, but oh, wow. my first was August, 2015. That's when that first one came out. I mean, tell me about this journey as, I mean, obviously a child with a camera learning to edit. What was that yeah. like with just your life as a kid and, and your parents kind of, I would assume just encouraging you, guiding you through that process. Um, so, so I was relentless. I really was like vlogging to, to the point where it was too much. So this was my first camera. I just grabbed it for fun. I got this for my 11th birthday, June 10th, 2015. Mm -hmm. This was the GoPro Hero 4 Silver. And all these thumbnails you're seeing were shot on this. Awesome. Um, I also used to <laughs> shoot on the iPhone 4. Until I got until that video, getting the iPhone SE when I got the original iPhone SE, and that became my new camera choice. Nice. But this was my first camera. Then I used the iPhone 4. That was my maybe it was the 3GS. No, it was is, the 4. It was boxy. And it was my the, dad's uh, old one. Can you vlog with the iPhone SE? Is that the... so this video? Don't put this in your podcast, this video. Because okay. this you can if you want, but all these kids still go to my school and they're not gonna want this on the podcast. Okay. You get if you want, you get if you want. But I guess this, on, that is yeah. That, that is a sixth grade trip to Springfield that we that I vlogged. That's hilarious. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. It's just so cool, man. Like I I would make um I would make like stupid videos with my friends with my parents like VHS tape. That's how old I am, you know. But yeah. um if I had YouTube, I'd be doing the same thing. I mean, this is just amazing that you were but just like, having fun vlogging stuff. Yeah, if you click on any of these, you'll see the Casey and I said immediately. There's a few outliers, we'll talk about that in a minute. But like most of these are Casey Neistat like so obviously inspired like I mean, i'm sure this one is too clickbait title too i knew the clickbait even in october of 2016 like <laughs> you even did the um you did the all caps except for the i yeah well. i don't even know why he did that i just thought it was kind of just what he did so i did that <laughs> uh unboxing the perfect vlogging setup right so 2016 yep casey neistat was still in his original daily vlog when this was made you're doing the uh, you're doing the POV shot of the box. Yep, I was how old was I? This I was twelve. <laughs> is that yeah, what you're I was shooting on right now? This, was made. this camera is the camera I'm shooting on right now for this um, <laughs> interview. Amazing. Yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna, unboxing the Canon Rebel T5i. Yep, it's gonna cut out in thirty minutes, right? So, no, maybe, but I can just start it again. Yeah, that's. I'm just saying, just make a note, like a oh. mental note that. Yeah. We may no, but all these are shot in this room too. Like I shoot my videos in my parents' basement. Literally, I'm 17. Like I live with my parents. Like it's not that big a deal. But this yeah. is my parents' basement. Literally, this is the same room too. That's amazing. Black, uh, black background. Good same light table. too on that one. Is that the Amazon lights? Those are three Amazon lights. This is the unbox. This is my unbox therapy um, uh, phase. And you can see the white table, same white table I use now. I was sitting in the exact same spot, black backdrop that I bought on Amazon, the kit with the lights. Were you and doing magic? And I mean, 
back then as well or, oh, or was it i was doing of... magic from my first video yes magic i've been okay. doing longer than youtube so again, it, it comes back to, at least in my experience, being a magician and then being on camera is, is fairly similar. So uh, uh -huh. it is a different skill set to learn to like look at the lens and not look off to the, the monitor. And like you kind of have to be a little bit more animated and a little more crazy because uh, it uh -huh. translates better. But like you were just honing all these skills all these years and it's really right. cool. I mean, I'm ridiculously animated and crazy in my videos. Like like is stupid but like it's great and it keeps people's attention and like i have a good time doing it and that's how i present my magic tricks too like there are three people who you can thank for the animation in my videos that is casey neistat sean farquhar who i brought up earlier and he uh -huh. is he talks like that as a magician if you look up sean farquhar performing magic he sounds like me in my videos he's like <laughs> hey guys sean farquhar here i'm gonna take cards and then yeah. also doc brown from back to the future <laughs> Doc Brown, Back to the Future is my favorite movie by a long shot. I'm not a movie guy at all, but I will watch Back to the Future any day. It's the best movie ever made, in it my is, opinion. It's so it is uh, so vibey. The perfect movie. And Doc Brown, I just thought it was so funny how he's just like this crazy mad scientist. And so I kind of give off this vibe in my videos of like I'm kind of crazy <laughs> and like I'm this like weird mad TikTok algorithm scientist and like so yeah. I'm like a little bit crazy, but like it's kind of fun. Well, he's like, Great, Scott. <clears throat> You know? Well, I mean, the thing is, is like, like Gary V would say, your age is your advantage right now. And now is the time to, to try and experiment and to do these types of things, like hopping right. between different genres and finding the things that work for you. Um, I mean, basically, now we're sitting at, you know, you're about to hit 100,000 subs, which is awesome. And like you said, if you were uh, not in school, I am sure you'd be at, you know, well past that by now um but oh thank you but yeah i'm not dropping out of high school <laughs> do you have college plans i'm sure a lot of people are yeah. probably wondering that the plan is going to college so here's what i'm saying tell myself if i graduate with a million subscribers a million that's the number if i graduate high school so in in a little less than a year i mean i'll graduate in may of 2022 if in may of 2022 i have a million subscribers i'm not going to college Okay. If I don't have a million <laughs> subscribers, I'm going to college. Or if I think I'm going to hit it like by this time next year. Like if I think I'll start college with a million, like if I'm at 900K when I graduate, I'm not going to college. Because as much as like I want to go to college, I do because like I make educational videos. I want to be smart. You know what I mean? Like I want to know what I'm talking about. I think college is a really great experience. I mean, it's just like a good thing to do. But like what am I doing in college if I have a million subscribers? Well, you know what I mean? Like. Well, my question is also like, are you making any money right now with the channel? Is it bringing yeah. in anything substantial for you? I mean, it is surprisingly right. substantial for the amount of subscribers I have. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm just asking because you're not doing affiliate. You're probably leaving about maybe three thousand dollars a month on the table because you're not doing that. What? Sort. Okay, I, I didn't even know affiliate was this big of a deal. Okay, great. I will start doing affiliates. Are you doing I make my money from. Too? Yes, I, I do the AdSense, obviously, and then I, I have a sponsorship deal right now with Skillshare. Two videos so far. My next one will be sponsored by Skillshare, and then I've got another brand that I'm not going to say because I don't think I'm allowed to say, but yeah, yeah. Like, Are you you've heard of it. Like It's just another YouTube brand. Squarespace. No, but I, well, I won't confirm or deny anymore, but um, it's a brand you've heard of a hundred times. Are you doing it yourself, uh, or do you have an agent? Yeah. No, I'm I, after 100K, I'm going to hire someone, but right now I'm doing it myself. Okay. Well, you don't have to hire every you don't hire part them of that you give them temp, you give them like 10% or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But for right now, like just 
to answer any further questions, every part of my YouTube channel, I'm doing myself. There's nothing that anyone else does. <laughs> it's amazing. I do really every amazing, part. Dude. Scripting, <clears throat> filming, editing, at, thumbnails, all you of know, it. Again, for our audio listeners, I would encourage everybody to go uh, to Jack's YouTube channel and watch some <laughs> of the videos you. here. Um, the quality of them, I mean, here I am speaking as a f- filmmaker, um, is amazing. Your, your editing is fantastic. The yeah. motion graphics are great. The quality is amazing. The lighting, which we've already talked about, is incredible. And that just comes from, I mean, you've been doing this for, uh, what, seven years now? Six years? You know, yeah, six years or so. And, and recently I've taken it more seriously, for sure. And so, I mean, what an exciting time for you to be in high school and to be at this at this stage. I think a lot a lot of people here's the reality is is people would normally just like waste their time in high school, waste their time in college, and then go get a job and then for about four years flounder around doing what you've already done now. So you're gonna have about a six, seven year head start on most normal people who don't actually start their career until they're, you know, 25, 26 or something like that. You've literally got a 10 year head start on most people because people just uh, high schoolers on average don't do what they love for work when they're in high school. That's, but I just would encourage you to, uh, really like, appreciate what you've been blessed with and my i can say that coming from me who i i didn't go to college i've worked for myself since i was 14 and i uh i've never had like a real job you know i've always done magic or video so i can i feel like of all people probably in the world not in the world but in our (laughs) little friend group like I I can really speak to what you're experiencing because again I was literally a magician too so um don't take that for granted and don't be cocky either like I was super cocky like you know because I'd make like 400 bucks in a night doing a magic show and then my friends would have to wait tables or whatever for a whole week to even make that much you know and I would I'd be like why would you even do that you can do something else and make more money but like the truth is is like some people don't want to do creative stuff. They don't want to put the time and the the work and the effort you've put into it. Um, and that's totally fine. And also we need, we need people of all types of people to make the world, you know, work and people have, uh, I've married a person who's not a creative in the way that I am. And, um, she does, she loves like filling out forms. Like she actually loves it. So her job is that she like fills out forms all day and she loves it. And, I'm like, really? <laughs> but she yeah. does. So anyways, that's my little ramble. But like, it's pretty awesome that you're in this situation. And I guess this is like, I didn't go to, I went to college for a year to kind of satisfy the kind of status quo. Um, but I started. Right, that's what it is for me. But I also don't know. Like, I have no idea if I, what the right decision is. I, I would say based on my knowledge of YouTube, based on being a, a full-time YouTuber for four years now, based on your channel and the but you're already way ahead of most full-time YouTubers. You got more subscribers, more views. And if you just crank the consistency up, which the minute you graduate, you already have a world of hours ahead of you. Like if you literally graduated and then just started working on YouTube, you could post once a week or twice a week, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. So that's what my next four weeks is. I start school in, in around four weeks from now. I've got four weeks between now and school to do almost <laughs> nothing except for wake up at six every day, 
go to summer running and train for cross country, but then I'm home by like eight 30. And what I'm doing now to time manage is I'm literally telling myself I have nine to five every day. And I yeah. always work past five, but I'm starting at nine, <laughs> nine to five. And like, this is my hours and I'm working every day. And that is like going to keep me time managed because I'm yeah. really trying to crank this next video out and then crank the next one out and like maximize these next four weeks so that I'm like at like 110,000 by the time I start school or something like that'd be <laughs> awesome. And then I can like have that silver play button and get the verified check mark, you know, and then like I can like be okay with like not being able to upload as much once the year starts and still kind of be in that that nice, mm -hmm. comfortable spot. Well, here's here's like the ultimate Again, I'm sure you have these conversations with everybody, but I'm just fascinated. Um, like, why why go to why go to college if you if you want to be a YouTuber, you are, you already are a YouTuber and you're already making money. I so. know, I know, because my parents want me to, and because everyone that, says a good idea. <laughs> but you're you're literally at a point where you're never gonna like the. I've been off YouTube for five months already because I, I quit Indie Mogul or whatever. And like, I'll just pick up, you know, fairly where I left off with other stuff. Like, I already have all the connections with the brands and different yeah. people. Like, you don't, <clears throat> you can go to college and like just still like post once a month or whatever and, and probably be fine. But like, what happens when you get the degree and it's like, cool, I just, you know, I don't know. You can, meet I know. Your, you can meet your spouse. Because at that, college. that's the you thing, the degree fun. does nothing. Right. The degree does nothing. And it's it's only worse now at your age than when it was in 2008 when I was in college. It's even worse now for you. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how much you're making off those sponsorships, but I would be charging at least 4000 per sponsorship if not of course six. i'm making not even close to that because i don't know i don't know what i should be charging wait <laughs> but let me let me ask you let me ask you is that four thousand um for like on one minute at the end or is that like a whole video yeah so uh that's Indian, what i do i'm gonna cut all this out so i'm just talking to you individually now because i obviously okay. this is getting maybe a little too personal but I mean, see, these are the things I need to know. Like, I could be making so much more money. So I'm, I'm in a deal right now. So first of all, I need to ask for more money. Well, your views are ridiculous. You're getting half a million views on these videos. I mean, and of yeah. course, you, you want to average it. You know, this one has sixty or fifty-eight or whatever. But like, well, some of those are YouTube shorts. But yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, I didn't even. I'm not even looking at the time code. You're right. Um, <clears throat> You're you're averaging like a th you can you could basically pitch to somebody like I basically have a guaranteed a hundred thousand at least like and and often <laughs> things go viral, so yeah like you the should... next one will get half a million again because it's another yeah. algorithm video. Yep, and so the question that I have for you is like if you were making a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year the minute you graduate high school, would you still go to college? No, no, not. No way, Jose, but I need to figure out how I can make that much. Well, that's okay, I'm going to tell much, you everything right now. That's how much is on the table right now for you. I, I guarantee Help me. It. Help me. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I would definitely talk to an I had. I always had agents because they work the magic with the deal because they're so good at like getting as much money as possible from the companies. And they already have all the connections. So like... And they and basically the way that YouTuber agents work is like they probably have like five or six other YouTubers they work with. And then they go to Squarespace. They say, hey, I've got seven YouTubers I'm working with, you know, about a 10 million subs altogether between all of them. Um, you know, it's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. 
and we'll put them all out. And then he disperses that money to whoever the bigger creator gets more and whatever. Um, that's typically how agents work, but, and I could put you in touch with my guy if you want, but he does, yeah. um, camera stuff. Thank and you he, so much. He was starting to slow down a bit. Cause I think he, he, his roster was just getting so full, but basically I, I had the same agent as like Gerald undone and, um, you know, yeah. uh, Kai W Jared Poland, uh-huh. um, kind of all the camera guys. Um, yeah, I got it. But, uh, yeah, I would, I would just renew. If you have a contract with them, you gotta, you gotta obviously do that, but I would, it's not, prob- I never, I don't think I ever signed a contract. It's just like, a they're just paying me it. It's like a verbal agreement. It's through this company called maker watch. Yeah. And I like, do you know what that is? Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they're doing. And I just give them the the unlisted video a couple days in advance. They tell me it's okay. And then I upload it. I would definitely, um, not use maker watch anymore. And then I could put you in touch with the agent and then, um, yeah, because I, so with, with your views and stuff, like, I don't see why you couldn't charge three grand per, uh, yeah, I started with two grand. They negotiated me down. Okay. Yeah. But you were also, you were at 30, right? Right. You blew up right. recently. So the, the, I figured out the Instagram algorithm video got me like 22,000 subscribers or something. Yeah. And That's then the crazy. I rigged the TikTok algorithm was another 20. The first I figured out the TikTok algorithm was another 20K or maybe 25K for that one. Like I have mm-hmm. three videos that are responsible for like two thirds of my subscribers. It's amazing. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was told all this too. Like when I, after about a year of doing YouTube, I met Kai W at uh, Photokina and mm-hmm. he kind of sat me down and just ran me through like the agent process and like he's like you make your money with the like having an agent because they can really just rip as much money as possible from these companies and then great and then affiliate too you definitely want to do affiliate like like today i would set up a go to geniuslink.com sign up for geniuslink um which allows you to basically have one link that is international amazon so you have to create an account on Amazon UK, Amazon uh, Canada, Amazon, you know, like all over the world, Australia, they all have their own separate affiliate companies. And then you use Genius Link to sync all that together. Because if you don't include international, you're leaving, you know, 20, 30% of money on the table. Yeah. Um, and then you could also do like B&H and Best Buy and stuff, but you're not as much like I was literally a gear reviewer. So that's like one of the primary right. income streams because it's see, like, see, I, I did one affiliate once and it I made like nothing. Yeah. You know, you're not talking about products to buy per se. So no, um, right. You know, it, it may not be as my my perspective is probably skewed because I've only reviewed products. So obviously uh, affiliate works in that. Uh, strategy so which which is what i did for years i did product reviews for years it wasn't until i basically and you can include this in the podcast i think this is really important like i i took a step back and i'm like okay you i everyone says you have to do what nobody else is doing i have gone through so many phases i went through the marquez brownlee phase i went through the casey neistat phase went through the unbox therapy phase i went through a short-lived like i wanted to be a comedy youtuber but i also still wanted to be tech site this weird like half commentary video like a commentary video about phones it was super weird then i was like i took a step back i'm like okay 
I got to try something totally new. And that's when I came up with the TikTok algorithm idea. And yeah. I said, like, okay, nobody's doing this. Like, what is a question that everybody has that I can answer? How does the TikTok algorithm work? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But like, what if I just like kind of try and figure it out? So I'm like, what if I log out and just see what it recommends to me? Whatever mm-hmm. it recommends to me will be obviously the most, you know, the algorithm's favorite video. So let's just see. Make this video. I collect all the data and it gets 600,000 views and it, yep. it takes my channel from 3,000 subscribers when I uploaded it to like 10,000 in like a week. Although it's funny because I uploaded this video and it sat there for two months. Oh, really? A yeah. thousand views. And then after two months in a week, it goes from like 2,000 views to like 350K. Mm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's the one that I discovered. And I remember I'm a Twitter guy. So I immediately was like, I'm going to follow this guy on Twitter. And so I followed you and I was just shocked. I was like, oh, this guy's like brand new. Like I like I, I think I might have caught the video when you had less subscribers and it was just like, it, it felt so off. Like the quality of this video is so mind-blowingly good. And he's oh, only got, you know, 5,000 subs or whatever, you know, whatever it was when yeah, I saw it. that's what I was at. And now, I mean, I mean, th- that's quite an astronomical explosion to be almost at 100 now, dude. That's pretty awesome. Kind of. I mean, it's it fine. I'm, I, it, it, uh, and it's nice and it's cool and all. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm very... I'm very driven. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got no end goal in mind. Like other, like I do have an end goal in mind, but no like end subscriber so goal that, in mind. That's why I think college is a bad idea for you because it's literally going to be, you know, you're going to have ankle weights on while you're trying yeah, to do this. And what like the, <laughs> the thing that's crazy about uh, YouTube that uh, I was a, you know, like I said, a magician for six years full time, and then I was a freelance director and cinematographer in nashville and did music videos and documentaries and a ton of weddings i filmed an ungodly amount of weddings um Mm -hmm. but the thing that i found with youtube is that there is no ceiling to like right yeah that's what i said it's totally true and when you have when you have any job like even with the freelance stuff and the directing that i was doing like there's kind of day rates uh in in town like it's a it's seven fifty a day for a really good quality uh shooter, you know, to shoot like a music video or a thousand dollars a day or whatever. And like that's great. That's really good money for sure. But like even that was like a ceiling at a certain point. Like if you get to the top of almost any industry, there is kind of like a ceiling and then you have these crazy uh industries or or I guess it's really just being self employed. Um once you find something like YouTube, like it it's it it just opened up my mind to be like holy cow like as long as i keep just getting better and as long as i keep growing and, and learning and trying to make my videos better uh my income will just keep going up <laughs> like yeah. it was really weird um you know and you have plateaus and and there's highs and lows and i've talked to a lot of creators who've been on for years i mean Caleb Pike who actually lives in in Illinois as well uh, from DSLR Video Shooter. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, I know who he is. I didn't know he lives in Illinois. Like near me, you think? Yeah, I think he lives in... I think he lives near uh, Chicago. Oh, I'm going to need to connect with him. He's awesome. I love his... I watched his Canon C100 Mark II well, yeah, video I mean, yesterday. You have the C100, and I was just thinking... I was like... Right. Caleb just did a great video on it. And I've, I was kicking myself for not doing a video as well on it. I've been, I, that's been on my like list of videos to make. Cause I, I think it's the, a fascinating 
camera that people it, the overlook. only downfall is that it shoots in avc hd which is the worst video format period other than <laughs> shooting in in film and 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 literally converting it to digital Do i have know, to put it through a software to convert it clip wrap and um i have one called i think it's just called avc hd dot move mov i mean and it's like seven bucks it works great but okay. like it I takes 20 minutes one. to convert all my files this one uh, okay. was what I used back in the day. It looks like it's been replaced by this one, but which I also have edit ready. It's it's just um it's really fast. It's M1 uh capable as well, so it's like super super Yeah, I, I use the the 20 my camera died again. Do you use um it, Oh, I used you... the 16-inch MacBook Pro from 2019 base model with no upgrades. So, do you edit in Final Cut or Premiere? Uh-huh. Final Cut and I also use After Effects. Can't you just uh, import the footage into Final Cut? Yes, I can, but it's .mts, and it's really slow to edit with, and it gotcha. bogs my computer down. So I just wait the 10, 15, 20 minutes <laughs> for it to go through all my footage and take all of it and put it into um, MP4. And you know what? I'm going to wait to say the next, next part until I charge my camera because I think it's actually an important well, detail. Yeah. We are now on the C100, and it is a – oh, God. I'm on the 10 to 18. And it is such a terrible, like, like it looks good, but you can see all the like trash on the sides of my setup or like normally you can only see like this much, but you can see like all the trash on the side and just like stuff uh, on the wall that I don't about, use. How about this? I'll crop in from here on out. But like, as you say, no, that, you I'll don't, I don't do that. Don't do that. Don't crop in. I want to be authentic. It's important to be authentic. Well, that's why I have a mustache because I'm trying to be more authentic so people could see the lower half of my, my chin. Um, I normally, I normally have a beard, but my wife, uh, this is strange. She loves the mustache. My wife loves the mustache. Most women hate it. Um, maybe that's why she likes it because less women will be attracted to me. That's actually really interesting. Maybe that's why she likes it. Huh? I'm just kidding. Uh, I say that as though women fall at my feet that is not true at all. Um, (laughs) although magic helps, doesn't it? Yeah, but could you imagine having red hair? It's a disaster. <laughs> the delivery on that was so perfect. Oh my it's gosh! True. Well, I do comedy magic, which reminds me. Before me we we end, I want to show you a magic trick because I want to fool you. This is Dave Please. May's "Fool Us." These are my. I deleted my original channel from when I was your age, but these are my videos from. This was a wow. This was a Jonas Brothers song that I learned backwards, uh, and then I I did the whole thing backwards, you know, which was kind of cool. <laughs> but yeah, that was like my magic. Outfit. Reminds me of the Nigahiga days, like the <laughs> Nigahiga original videos. I I'm am actually find... a big fan of the old YouTube stuff. Like I love all the old Jacks films videos and like Nigahiga Dude, and and people like that who are really OGs. I'm trying to find my promo. Uh, it's saved somewhere in, in the database of my old archive on Google Photos, but I can't find it. Yeah. Um, I, just, I was just going to show you my magic yeah. uh, promo. Oh, when I, cool. When I was a kid. But yeah, no, but Nigahiga is the most underrated creator. Like, if you go back and watch his old videos, like his schizo videos, he has this one schizo Halloween, and it is the best comedy video I've ever seen on YouTube. Anyways. I'll check it out. You've seen, you know, Riser, right? The the trick with the sharpie on the arm. 
the I've cars. seen. I mean, I never know the names of treks. I've probably seen the trek. I don't know it exactly, which means that the X. Oh, no. the the card rise out is out of the deck. It's a tattoo on your arm, looking kind of thing. Yeah. You say it's your car. No, it's just a deck, and then it rises out of the deck. Yeah. yeah no, exactly. I don't know how it works actually. I've Isn't that I've great? never formed it, but yeah, that's great. You'll have to show me some of your stuff sometime. Yeah. Let me. Um. Do you have one minute right now, or should I save it for the end? I want to show you something. I want to fool you. Let's uh. Let's save it. Save it for the end. Well, this is our magic Got segment. You. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Magic segment. Okay. This so is- this is great for the video listeners only. Can you see me, by the way? Like, I feel like you're in screen sharing mode. Here, uh, yeah, I'm canceling it right now. Okay, I can. Okay, I'm, so I'm gonna tilt the camera at the table, I'm and I'm gonna, really. Perf- yeah, I'm not gonna look up at my camera anymore. I'm just gonna look at my laptop. I'm so really performing this for the um, the uh, for C100 here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All for right. The C100. There's, 50, gotcha. there's there's 52 cards and I like a playing cards. Normally, I'd have you pick one, but obviously you can't do that. So I want you to just yell out "stop" whenever you want. Stop. Okay, there. And by the way, again, tell me if you can't see it because I'm looking at the camera right now, gotcha. making sure it's in frame. No, All I right. can see. So I you, can see. you got a card, and you can see it, and the camera can see. It. I'm not gonna pretend like I can't see this. There's monitors everywhere. This is a jack of clubs, but that's a good, that's a good pick. Jack okay. of clubs. All right, we'll stick it inside of the middle of the deck like this. And normally, I would let you shuffle the deck, but obviously, I cannot let you do that. I could do a shuffle, but maybe this is a fake magician shuffle. You don't know. In fact, you do know that is a fake magician shuffle. <laughs> got me right. So here's what we're gonna do. I want you to just yell out, "Stop!" Whenever you want. That's okay. where we'll cut the deck. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, stop. Okay, yeah. that this is the best way I know to shuffle virtually. Here, we'll do it again. Stop. Okay, we'll cut again one more time. Stop. Okay, and then there's a little bit of uh, a bit of a big pack left. Do you want me to stop again with this, or do you want to just stick this somewhere on the deck? No, just stick it. Yeah. Oh, where? Top, bottom, or middle? Oh, you're giving me the choice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Where do you want uh, me to put it? I guess the middle. <laughs> the middle. Okay, so you tell me when to stop again. You're really making this difficult. Here we go. Stop. Yeah. Okay, there inside of the no, middle. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I will. Oh. I will go ahead and say that. Yeah, I. I'm already fooled. So go ahead. Oh, you're already fooled. There's no way I can know where your card is, right? Yeah. No. Exactly. There's no and, way. And you... I don't. There's 52 cards and I can playing cards. You just controlled where your card goes. But here's what I want you to do. This trick is called any card, any number. Okay. I'm sure you've heard of it. I want you to uh-huh. name any number one through 52 because there's 52 cards and I can playing cards. Clubs, hearts, spades, uh, and diamonds. Any number I'm, one through 52. Go. I'm gonna go with the lucky number 17. 17 that's, that's a good pick it's your age so that's really convenient i knew you would pick that number no, i'm just kidding i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you i didn't know you'd pick that number but maybe just maybe if luck could come in and help us out we'd be able to um actually make some magic happen so i'll just give it a snap like that i'm not gonna touch the cards i'm not gonna touch them okay. i'd let you count them out but you're not here so here's what we'll do all right very yeah. convenient again one two three if your card was in the fourth position that would suck that's a ten of clubs not your card okay good five <laughs> six seven please don't be your card no good this jacket diamond so close though <laughs> This is eight, right? Nine, uh-huh. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 16, 16, 17. Okay. This is the 17th card. Can we agree? If you yes. would pick 18, you would have gotten the ace of clubs. That's not your card, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, If you would have picked uh, 16, you would have gotten the six of clubs. Uh-huh. That's, that's not, not his it. Card. Not, it's not his card. But you picked 17 and your card was the jack of clubs, right? It was. And that was the 17th. Holy cow. <laughs> Wild, right? Beautiful. I'll, uh, I'll, I need a soundboard so that I can have an applause break here, but I'll do it virtually. Incredible. And Thank you. I, uh, it's always fun performing for magicians because there's always certain tricks you can do like that one that completely... Only one I can do that would probably fool you. I actually fooled me, dude. I came up with that one, but it is the simplest. I will tell you how it works because you're a magician, but not on the podcast. 
yeah. after after we're done recording. But it is a um, the simplest method of all time. It fooled. Do you know who Jeff McBride is? Of course, yeah. I fooled Jeff McBride. It's fooled Lance Burton. You probably know <laughs> who Lance Burton is. I fooled Lance Burton. Tell me your magic. Larry Haas's. It's fooled Sean Farquhar. It's fooled so many people. Tell me your magic background. You're mentioning all these names. Have you been to conferences and stuff or lectures? Um, or a what? couple of times. Last summer, I did this virtual magic thing called Lance Burton Teen Seminar, nice. and I got selected to show them my magic. You know who Shin Lim is, right? Oh, yeah, dude. He's amazing. So I did a Shin Lim act and they really liked it. So I got to be like selected out of the kids in the camp. I was one of a few who got to like show their magic in front of all of them, which was really cool. I think I got to watch a video. And then I also at one point we're just doing like a fun like break, like lunch break, show us magic tricks thing. And I was like, hey, I'm going to fool you right now. And I did that one. It's the only trick I came up with that will fool them. And they're all like, what? Like that was too impossible because any for those of you don't know that trick, any card, any number is a common magic trick. It is a thing yeah. people do all the time, but there's tons of but there's, slights, you know, there's tons of yeah. like this kind of stuff, like kind of cutting the deck without them noticing. Tons of weird double lifts, whatever. I that trick involves any... no double lifts, no nothing. I, it's uh... almost too good. It's too perfect, dare I say. I'm sitting here in silence trying to figure it out. Uh... I'll tell you, I'll tell you. But yeah, no, they were, they no, were no, amazing. That is... was really cool. <clears throat> this moment that I'm having is what, gets magicians into magic is the the totally being a being kind of a analytical person most magicians can't deal with the fact that they don't know that's why they're magicians and you know this you know the secret you know it you just don't you're not putting the dots together but okay. like you okay. know the secret because the uh, the method i use is really common um but i love pen and teller <laughs> fool us i love watching that show and yeah i'm sure we both know a ton of magicians that have gone on that show rick wilcox i just mentioned he was yep. just on that show a few uh, episodes ago and cool. sean farquhar was has been on it three times shin lim i've met through zoom once which was really cool i went on a zoom class nice. with him but i bought one of his tricks called 52 shades of red which is if you've ever mm. seen america's got talent it's the one where he's got the four aces and then they all kind of just like vanish really quickly and then he like they go across the table. He has like Copperfield's aces and the deck goes from yeah. red to blue. Really good, nice. really difficult to do. I can only yeah. do it on video. I cannot do it live <laughs> because I will mess it up. And I can do it live in the mirror, but in front of people, I'll mess it up. And so I was able to do that for my virtual school talent show this year. That's which awesome. Was awesome. Because it was virtual, so I took show. advantage of it. <laughs> so I took, awesome. I made a video and I got 100 tries. But I got to show the video to Lance Burton, which was really cool. Lance Burton, for those of you who don't know, was... The Penn and Teller, the David Copperfield before Penn and Teller and David Copperfield. Yep. They're actually probably performed around the same time as them when they were in the beginning of their careers. Lance Burton was really big in Vegas in like oh, the yeah. early 2000s. He was huge. In the 90s. Well, yeah. yeah, even more than that, 80s, 90s for 80s, sure. yeah. Um, he was awesome. He's kind of a, yeah, he's he's a, a titan uh, in the industry. Right. Um, do you know Josh J? Joshua J? Yep. I've met him a couple times and he's good cool. friends with my, my buddy Brock that I mentioned. Uh, and uh, Stephen Bargatze, do you know who he is? Nate Bargatze's dad? Yeah, he's the current head of IBM. So he is from uh, Nashville, obviously. And he was my mentor. So like he was oh, the, cool. uh, the magic shop that I mentioned earlier. It was in Old Hickory, which is where I'm from. And that's where okay. Stephen lives. And so you got to go to Magic Inc. in Chicago, oldest okay. magic show and our oldest I magic do. store in the country. I'm familiar with it. I've never been, but I'm, I'm familiar awesome. with it. Yeah. It's a shame that the magic shop did shut down. They just didn't, they weren't making the business that they needed to. And, uh, but now there's actually a, a magic 
uh, and a dinner show place here in Nashville. And they, they stayed open oh, through cool. the pandemic and everything. I mean, you know, they were closed, but um, they didn't go out of business. So I still need to go, but it's like ungodly expensive. It's like, you know, $50 wow. a, a, a dish because you're paying for a dinner and a show. So, but uh, have you been to the castle, Magic Castle yet? I have never been. I've only been to California once and it was to go to Disneyland. So I've really never nice. been to California. <laughs> You definitely have to go to the castle. Uh, I think yeah, it's, I will. A, it's a rite of passage for most uh, magicians. Maybe if right. you end up going to VidCon uh, one year, do a do, oh do a two stop. Good. Go to VidCon and then uh, Magic That's Live. crazy. I can't imagine myself going to VidCon. Also, do you see me wearing a Wisconsin shirt are, and then another you... Wisconsin shirt under it? Like, I really was <laughs> going into this interview thinking I was going to go to college. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> What about uh, what about Vid Summit? Are you gonna go to Vid Summit in California? Or oh, well, you're in school. I probably have school. No, yeah, I forget. You're I have school a... five days a week from eight to three. It's a big deal. Yeah. Jack, there's this really cool thing that happens when you graduate high school. You become an adult and you can do whatever you want. It's awesome. Well, I might be going to college. We'll see. <laughs> you just skip class. Um, did the, did your parents like save up money and stuff for it? Yep. So they are a hundred percent planning on me going. My dad went to the University of Michigan. My mom went to the University of Illinois. Mm -hmm. Were your parents making? Doctor. Were your parents able to make a hundred thousand dollars when they were eighteen? No, but they don't think I can do that. I need this is recorded. You can hear. He just said I can make a hundred thousand dollars a year right now, which I don't believe. But I'm gonna figure out a way to do it. And if I can oh, graduate yeah. doing that, they'll agree with me. They'll say, yeah, don't go to college. But they think I'm at like twenty thousand right now or something. Sure. They don't uh, – it's understandable Which for – I think that. I thought that until just now. No, I, the potential you have on – first off, you're an amazing performer. The, the, the format that you're doing is, is exactly the right format. Within 10 seconds, I'm hooked into your videos because you're scripting. Oh, and uh, the way that you do it is incredible. Uh, you're taking everything that you would read in the YouTube formula book by Daryl Eaves or – Anything that you would see, um, you know, Mr. Beast do with his stuff in this niche, like you're totally nailing everything. And, um, you know, like I said, I think a lot of people stumble across your videos and like think to themselves, why doesn't this guy have like a million subs? Like it's kind of, it just feels wrong that you don't, you know, cause people who make content that looks this good, that flows this good are professional YouTubers. And the fact that you're a high schooler is just nuts. So um, thank you yeah i've just been doing it for a while you just have. started when i was really really young that's the thing is like the people i'm talking about the pro youtubers like they've been doing it for five six years and you, you and so have you you've been doing it for six years now so yeah um pretty amazing i i don't know we could talk about a lot of different things and we already have but i feel like uh i'm probably rambling too much but that's what podcasts oh, are for. Right? i appreciate it do you uh i assume you script uh everything right is it is every it word is scripted i read a teleprompter do you have the little one that goes on the lens with your camera or with your phone? No, I have the most janky setup ever. I literally have my phone. I have a teleprompter app. I copy uh -huh. and paste from – I write my scripts in the Notes app, guys, on me my laptop. <laughs> me and then too. it shows up on the Notes – really? And then it shows yeah. up in the Notes app on my phone. I type it on my laptop. I, type, I script every word. There's no, like, notes. Every word. And then I copy and paste – into the teleprompter app and then I put it right next to the lens, like lens here and then the phone okay. is right next to it, clipped on like a clamp 
and then I just read it. And my eyes are so close to the lens. And because I'm not looking at the screen that's behind the lens, it's right next to the lens. So you cannot tell my eyes aren't looking at the lens. And yeah, I'm far enough tell. away where it works. Like right now I'm looking at you and not the camera, but it looks like I'm looking at the camera a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it works. And so, yeah, so I just read everything. Although okay. I try to look at the lens whenever I can, but yes, I read every word. And that is a skill that is not easy to develop. I didn't used <laughs> to be able to do that. It but, feels, yeah, it does feel, uh, th- when you're a magician, you're used to working off the cuff and you do develop scripts when you're performing, uh, but you can kind of go off script and, and float around it a little bit, but you're totally. not, you're not reading, uh, words. It's, it's a, a different skill to, to sound it's, like you're it's not reading. weird, but I've gotten pretty good at it. And, and it's, it's, I just, the way I did was I was like, I'm just going to read this crazy now. And I just like, it yeah. just works. But no, yeah, so I used to put it on my monitor. Now I actually, this is a cool setup. I'll I'll use, I'll turn the camera around too. I use a computer monitor as my, can you see it? I just use yeah. a computer monitor as my like monitor for my camera. Yeah. I'll, I'll use these guys. And it is a monitor I got for free at like a garage sale. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, like. The stupid C100 original doesn't flip around all the way. Nope. <laughs> and then I just got this actually, this monitor on top. Nice. But. That's just for when I'm going to the green screen room, which is just like another part of my basement that I put a green screen up. Nice. But yeah. Um, so tell me about what you want to do next, if you can. I mean, okay. uh, you said you, you want to maybe get away from the algorithm stuff. What are you, what are you thinking? So, so in the, okay, so I can give you the immediate future. The immediate future is I tried something new in my last video that worked okay, then I'm going to continue. And that is just, I'm going to keep explaining stuff. That's my niche. That's what I do. I explain stuff. Usually it's tech related, but it doesn't have to be. In my last video, I tried something different. I, I tried jumping from topic to topic. Instead of doing like a more clear narrative, it was just topic to topic. I'm not going to do it again. The CTR was, or not the CTR. The retention was not quite as good as usual because I was just jumping from topic to topic. I, I baited them in with the deep fake stuff. The first uh-huh. minute and a half was deep fakes. <laughs> then I switched to the I'm not a robot box because the whole idea was like fake people. So you start with the deep fakes. You're like mm-hmm. TikTok has deep, deep fake problem. This person looks like Charlie D'Amelio, but it's a deep fake. But how do we know, how does a computer know if a person's real? Well, it is with the I'm not a robot, but Cabox come in, comes in. And here's how the I'm not a robot box works. And all the data you give them is going to Google self-driving cars. And that's why it's the stoplights and whatever, and the pictures and whatever. Interesting, interesting. Then I'm like, oh, and there's also fake news. So people are giving you fake news. And sometimes that's deep fake related. And then, and I talk a little bit of like COVID misinformation. And then I finish with like, but how do we know anyone is real? Do we live in a simulation? And then I do like the Elon Musk simulation theory to end the video, mind blow. And then a Skillshare <laughs> sponsorship. Like that's the video. And, yeah. and it was fun. And I ended and I slowly but surely moved farther away from my niche as the video went on. And the, and the retention wasn't as good because people were like, I came for the deep fakes or like they heard the I'm not a robot. That's interesting. But now he's talking about fake news or that's interesting. But now he's talking about simulation. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, huh. But it was an experiment and I yeah. was reluctant to try it. But the simulation stuff, people really liked it. And so I like the idea of incorporating some other stuff, not necessarily tech related into my videos, whether that sure. is, you know, I, I've thought a lot about like trying to be like the human Google, like answering like on TikTok. I've tried like answering totally not tech related questions. Like what's the difference between Britain and England and why do beaches have sand? And here's yeah. a great one that you will not know the answer to. What is the royal family's last name? I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows, but it's the royal family, right? It's the most famous family of all time. And nobody knows their last name. It's You're Mountbatten right. Windsor, by the way. But okay. nobody knows that with a dash <laughs> in the middle. Nobody knows that, right? So this was like my idea. 
So I'm going to try to push this a little bit further and see if I can do more of these like explainer videos that aren't necessarily tech related. Um, but I yeah, just this. keep explaining stuff. L let me add one layer to this whole conversation before we leave. But this whole college future thing for me, I just want to add a layer on. <laughs> so my real goal, like my long-term goal, like a million subscribers, great. 10 million subscribers, great. The long-term goal for me with my dream would be like to be the next Dave Portnoy, would be to start a media company yeah. with tons of channels. But the mm -hmm. idea would be basically barstool sports, but smart content. It doesn't have to be uh -huh. stuff you can learn from, but just like content where you watch and you didn't feel like you lost brain cells. That is my biggest problem <laughs> with the internet right now and YouTube and especially TikTok where it's going. It's like anybody can become famous, which is great. And especially on TikTok, everybody's famous. I, I know like 10 people in person with like a million followers that like go to my high school. Like it's yeah. so easy, but like it means that the stuff you're watching these days, like the stuff people are watching just sucks. And so mm. the idea of this media company would be like, it doesn't have to be stuff you can learn from, but like maybe it's Casey Neistat, like quality vlogs or like whatever, just like really good entertainment or maybe even it is stuff you can learn from. That's the idea. That's like my dream is to be like the Dave Portnoy of this company, to be like the face of this company. That is the ultimate dream for me. So that begs the question, if I want to start a media company eventually, then mm. should I go to college? Because that is the big thing for me is like, should I yeah. learn some business in college? Because that is more of a normal business. Sure. You know what I mean? Or you could just for the next four years that you would be in school, build a channel to 10 million subs and be able to hang out with Dave Portnoy and ask him how he did it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, he has had, he's had almost as big of an impact on me as Casey Neistat. Not as big. Casey Neistat's still huge. But the last like year and a half that I've discovered him, I've been like, holy crap, this guy is like, it's, he's built something. I didn't realize the, it's like Company Man, a great YouTuber, has this series called Bigger Than You Know. And it's like Nestle, Coca-Cola, Disney, they're bigger than you know. Yes. Dave Portnoy is so much bigger than you know. You think he's the pizza guy. You think he's the guy who owns Barstool, that Instagram account with the funny videos. You think he's the guy who owns Barstool with the Call Her Daddy podcast. It never ends. There's always more. There's more podcasts. There's more channels. There's more Instagram accounts. I bet he's got a thousand Instagram accounts on our bar stool. Literally, oh, wow. it never ends. Like there's one for every single college. Every major college has a bar stool account that's run under the official bar stool. Like they have thousands of employees, and it never ends. That's and that is cool. the dream. Like to <laughs> build something it. like that. I love it, dude. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, there's not a wrong. It's it just prolongs your journey by going to yeah. school. It yeah. delays it by four years, you know? So if that's okay with you um, and you want to have a good time in college too, I guess, but you don't seem like the type of person that gives a, a crap about the social ramifications Not of college. Oh, I wish I did more, but I don't. You, the thing is you're going to learn so much more by doing and by meeting other creators I mean, this conversation, mm -hmm. we've been able to talk about some business stuff that I've just experienced the last four years as a professional full-time uh, YouTuber with less subscribers than you have. I, I only had 70,000 and I was full-time. Okay. I feel like we could probably talk for another two hours, but uh, yep. we'll have to we'll just have to do that another time. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure meeting you and uh, actually getting yes, to you know too. you and chatting. Um, and I'll definitely try to connect to you with whoever I can. I can. Um, 
because I think you, the thing that I would love for you to do is just to just meet more people and just start yeah. start talking to people about about how they do what they do because um, you have all of the pieces needed to be a YouTuber. I mean, you already are. You are, you are a YouTuber. Um, super super cool that you're in high school doing this. So hopefully somebody listening to this uh, is motivated by by your story. And um, oh, if that'd you, be amazing. If you are or inspired by it, go reach out to Jack on uh, on socials. Uh, tell everybody your handles and stuff so they can give you a follow. Okay. Well, the first thing you should do is subscribe to my YouTube channel. First, number one, it is Jack Gordon. You'll look it up, and they'll come up with me first, but then there'll be a bunch of videos of Gordon Ramsay. We're not related. His first name is Gordon, but whatever. <laughs> and then Instagram, I'm Jack Gordon YT. And uh-huh. on Twitter, everywhere else, I'm Jack Gordon YT, including TikTok, where I somehow have way more followers on there than I have subscribers on YouTube. But <laughs> TikTok kind of sucks. But it's fun and all. And you should subscribe to my YouTube channel. DM me on Instagram. DMs on TikTok are, like don't really work. And I'll probably reply. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Jack. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm sure the next time we have you on, you'll be well over a million. So, oh my God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I don't want to puff you up too much because you still got to put the work in. So I'm I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna uh, let's just say uh, you, you'll be you'll be well over a hundred. Let's just say that for sure. That's a given. Okay, good. That's a given. Yeah. And great job on the magic trick. I'm still completely completely. Yeah, I'm gonna floored. tell you how it's done. And if you don't want me to, I won't. But I will tell you how it's done if you want me to. 